Welcome to Probably Science. We're back. I guess to you guys, we weren't really, we're late. We're late this week with the episode. I'm back and I'm here with Matt Kirshen. Hey, and that's Andy Wood, who was, you're off in Canada I and went up to Michigan. Montreal. Yeah, I went to Michigan to visit family and I went uh, to Just for Laughs in Montreal for the first time, which was, uh, that was a, that was an experience. That was insane. It's a it, big festival, right? Huge. I mean, massive. There's a street, like people take to the streets. Like, I can't fathom... A comedy festival being so big that families come down to the food carts, even if they aren't going to the shows. Like there's a, and, and there's so much like weird Frenchness to it. Like I don't know how this you know big biggest comedy festival in the world ended up in, you know, in Quebec, but like clowning is is a big aspect of the street part of it. It's like giant head things that terrify children, like giant paper mache head. Yeah, they definitely we, aren't funny, and no one's laughing. There's a whole French side of the festival. Yeah. There's like Just Pour Rire, uh, which so... has people that we would have never heard of who set out 3,000 seat theaters. Yeah. It's bizarre. With... I mean, there's also you know huge stars, um, English speaking stars, like, you know, Neil Patrick Harris hosted some circus thing there and Dave Chappelle's there. It's, you know, it's, it's massive. Um, but there's entire sides of it that you're just like, wow, how does this? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know who else has been to Just for Last in Montreal at various who, times? Who is that? Uh, our guest, a returning guest, although returning after a long gap, is, is Hampton Yunt. Hey, guys. How's, How's it going? It? How are you, man? Sorry, I didn't know whether to like you know jump in about Just for Last. I oh, loved no. it. I, that's all very accurate. It was very fun, but it's just very uh, like, wow, I can't believe how massive this is. Like, it must think, be all government underwriting that allows oh, them yeah, to be so sure. huge. Oh, like, yeah, they definitely have. And the, yeah, the government, because it's a big, big deal for Montreal and for Quebec in general. But also, I've gone into Canada to do other shows, and I had to have all sorts of visa paperwork. Clarence. Yeah, and and you know, I got questioned. I had to go into the next room and sort of present papers <laughs> and be questioned and stuff. And do a tight five, like ju- someone flying out of Israel. Yeah. <laughs> and then just for laughs, you just go. I'm here. I'm here for just for laughs, and, and they, they just go, go. Come on through, but of course, just Just yeah, it's very weird. Like in the street, it's a lot of like, oh, oh, <laughs> like oh, no, no, no. oh, oh, there's a buff, a buffoon over there, and it's like little sketches in the street where it's like a woman in a wedding dress, like my husband just left me, and you're like, no, he didn't. Like, there's kids like lined up to get you know grilled food. Yeah, there was a there was like a fake policeman with a whistle who was just like, pointing at people, blowing the whistle. Dude, I'm like, yeah, you yeah. could be real for all I know. I don't get what the joke is here. Are you directing traffic? or not like I don't terrorist strike at the Just Pool Rear <laughs> festival <laughs> people thought it was an act of buffoonery <laughs> 70 dead <laughs> now I remember also and I really tried to like enjoy it where it's like you go down the street and then like um, somebody was doing like a Weird Al type concert when I went yeah. and it was like he was j- doing costume changes and like he was so big like he was such a huge national like treasure all in French couldn't understand a word uh-huh. And everyone knew the words, but I never heard of him. So yeah. it is kind of interesting that you're like, this guy's famous like a hundred miles. He's doing parodies of all the cool. French hits. You yeah. know, all the... Well, also, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we were like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't even know. Like, honestly, I was just talking to my mom recently, and she's from French Canada. Um, okay. And, you know, like, what's funny to her is very, you know, like, 
people falling down. <laughs> like, when a, a clown is smoking cigarettes. Um, yeah, it's like a guy like uh, in like an electronic car that's talking to him. Like he can't understand. It. Like what? The car is speaking to me. <laughs> this is the future. <laughs> there is a yeah. France. I don't know about uh, the French Canadian comedy, but I do not like. I've been in France before and watched comedy on TV. Mm. And they've, they're just starting to have stand-up now. Like, they have people doing what yeah. we just recognize as stand-up. Before that, most French comedy came from, like, theater schools. And it's people well, like having fake conversations. Or, but it yeah, was, or people yeah. having fake conversations. They sort of walk up to a prop bus stop, sit down, yeah. and have, like, a one-sided conversation with someone. And it's like they're talking to you like the guy at the bus stop that yeah. you would see regularly in France, you know? <laughs> and he's got, like, a baguette coming out of it. He takes it out of his crouch. Uh-oh! <laughs> Ooh, oh no! <laughs> I also was talking to a French girl once years ago, and I was trying to explain what I did for a living. Oh no! And she kept guessing, and the closest no. she got was like, "Oh, so you're like those people who stand in supermarkets talking about special offers?" Oh my god! <laughs> exactly. Pretty much. And I close by talking about the cheese specials. <laughs> I even tried to learn accurate. some French. Do you guys know any French at all? Or? I mean, like I can understand a little conversational stuff. Yeah, yeah French well. was the. But French you, is like the language that you have to learn. That most British kids, like if you learn a okay. language at school, that's the first. That would language. be good. Here we should probably be learning Spanish. Spanish. Yeah. It would I, be that's what helpful. I studied. It would be it's actually useful. But yeah, I, I didn't want to be the typical American coming there expecting everyone to speak English, which wasn't even a concern. Everyone does. Like, yeah. But I wanted to learn a little bit, so I downloaded some MP3s to listen to on the flight, and <laughs> like it was an Oxford series on learning French. And at the 30 seconds into the tape, I was out. I was like, we will begin with the first, with the seven basic vowel sounds of French. Listen closely, because these next two can be very difficult to distinguish. Wait, wait, that's the, also the worst <laughs> way to learn a language. To learn French, first make love to a French woman. <laughs> then the rest will just come to you instinctually. If you're going to be in France for a long weekend... Let's first start with grammar. (laughs) First, you must believe in socialism and and, uh, make sure your penis is uncircumcised. Then the language will flow through your lips like the fine champagne. That's what I've heard people say, though, is like they drop so many letters that a lot of it is just like it's a language based on emotion. Like you yeah, read into man. what people are saying, just how they're saying it more than what they're because it's like you, one of you on drop we. every third letter, you know, like if it ends in <laughs> two <laughs> consonants, you're not saying either one usually. Or kind like, of rolling it around. This is this is the only kind of racism. It's not racism. It's languages. It's languages. Languages. Even they have to admit they drop so many letters. Like it's just you motherfuckers got to be a me. Drops the slightest <laughs> to language of size. It's just like, eh, oh yeah. yeah, it's yeah. because they're so bored. Yeah, because they realized in like the 1950s, boring. there's no God, <laughs> <laughs> and they've just been living post that for so long that they're like, just look at all their cinema. That's like clearly when they figured it out. Like after World War II, they're like, okay, there's no God, and yeah. then, like, then everything's just like socialism, <laughs> boredom, mimes, and cigarettes, smoking, and baguettes, yeah. Um, Oh, uh, the, you know who is funny in Montreal, though? <laughs> <laughs> One person? <laughs> One person. Uh, he works for the Montreal Jet Boating Company. <laughs> Kyle Kinane uh, yeah. had a great idea, and he wrangled like 30 or 40 people involved in the festival to do this jet boat ride, because there are these rapids on the St. Lawrence River. 
and the ride itself was actually super fun, like I, way more fun than I ever expected it to be. I did one of these ones at the Niagara Falls. Are there rapids, rapids. there? Yeah. They, they actually like, you get super wet and everything. Yeah, yeah, like, and it's like, it's the same, it's, I just looked at the picture, it's exactly the same, t- yeah. probably the same model of boat, like they just, it's crazy, ludicrously fast. Yeah. You bounce over the waves and slam down into the water. And, like, not just getting splashed, but getting completely yeah. soaked. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's, like, it's, it's a hard into, like You put on a poncho over everything. It's a real ride. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like I mean, thrilling. as Gallagher taught us, people like to be splashed. Gallagher invented splashing. I don't know if you know that. We learned <laughs> yeah. that on our podcast when he was on. Before just for, him. Just poor ear. Like, he said, Shamu copied him. <laughs> like, that before Gallagher, people didn't realize that audiences like the guillotine. I think that was actually the first. <laughs> Yeah, so this, this you will get boat. splashed in the front with the guillotine. <laughs> people like people who get wise to it have a plastic got the tarp. They <laughs> this jet boat operator, I mean, this is his shtick. No matter who's in the boat, but he found out we were all involved in comedy, so he was like, "Oh, I'm going to bring my A game." <laughs> Dialed up the time to just go wild. <laughs> it's oh, just dad jokes, the most extreme form, and then eventually he's just quoting tourist bumper stickers and T-shirts, sort of. So here's Run a little here's a little ten second snippet of what he was giving. Us. That was like an hour of that. An hour of that. <laughs> Dude, it's like uh, you recorded this behind enemy lines. Yeah. <laughs> No, I gave There's him no the GoPro. T- he was so excited. Oh, really? about it. He was wearing it on his helmet. Like he loves GoPros. He grabbed everyone's cameras and was shooting. Like, is he, you guys want pictures? And everyone's like, we're good. Give me your, give me your phones. I'll take pictures. And then he was shooting video, running around the boat, running around the edge of the boat, getting video of everybody. And people were like, no, I don't really need video. And he said to uh, Kurt Brunner's wife, Laura, and he's like, but you you look so sexy on video. And then Kurt just goes, Whoa. that's my wife. <laughs> <laughs> this dude's getting new faces next year yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it was the funniest. Like everyone's just grabbing each other's legs. Like <laughs> next to them, like, oh my god, this is. But I highly recommend it. If you go to Montreal, it was worth the fifty bucks. Um, hey, you know what? What other festival is happening soon? Ooh, I do. With comedians present. The LA Podcast Festival, which we are participating in for the fourth year, is coming up Ooh. September eighteenth through twentieth. Go to LAPodfest.com. We actually just put on sale the live video stream. You can stream all 40 shows that are happening um, and panels. And uh, if you buy that stream, it'll be available for three weeks after the fact also. So if you can't be there in person, which we do encourage you to do if you're in L.A., but if you can't be there in person, um, go to LAPodfest.com, click on the uh, live stream, and use the code SCIENCE to get $5 off. So it'll only be $20 for all 40 shows all weekend. And those shows include uh, Mark Maron's WTF, Doug Loves Movies, The Dollop, um, The Adventure Zone, uh, Jen Kirkman's I Seem Fun, The JV Club. So many great shows. Um, yeah. And if you use the offer code science, you get a discount and we get a little kickback. Yep. Oh, Spontanea Nation with Paul F. Tompkins was just added and Thrilling Adventure oh. Hour. So many good shows. So uh, LAPodfest.com. Come see us. Come watch us. It's a good time for podcasting. It's a good time to be a podcaster. <laughs> it's a good, good time. Shade tip. You should be doing that. Uh, I think I'm going to like podcasting. Uh, yeah. A little too much. <laughs> I did just put on sunglasses. It was a visual joke for us, and I appreciate it. Um, so, yeah, we had a lot of uh, positive response to last week's episode with Deepak Srinivasan about the Pluto flyby. Thank you guys for that. Got a nice write-up. Described him as your college roommate. You didn't live together, right? We lived together did the, you? the summer and the fall 
yeah, it was a co-op program. So when we went out to Folsom to work at Intel, we, we shared apartments for a, a semester and a summer. And we were such like, I guess, yeah, we were cheap, whatever. We were cheap college students. So we had a whole summer where we spent an apartment where all we had purchased was uh, like a 20 inch CRT TV and a single lawn chair in the living room. So every mm. night we would like rock scissors paper to see who gets to sit in the chair oh, wow. to watch TV or just like you can't get my, another chair. We should have just gotten too long. We didn't want to rent furniture. Like we're going to be here like 10 weeks. It makes no sense. <laughs> you can fight we don't want to be. I know we should have gotten two lawn chairs, but um, I had a futon that I fit in my car. Like not even, not even a frame, just like a twin size futon thing. That's all I had in my bedroom. All we had in the living room was a single lawn chair and a TV. It was wow. <laughs> That's as bare bones scum. as it gets. Yeah. I heard uh, Brent Weinbach lived in a really bare bones like apartment for a long time where it was just like a bed just a bed just yeah a a bed. studio apartment a bed. i've always like admired <laughs> like if you could just as monk like live yeah, as like, possible i don't need to have boxes of shit that i'm never gonna go through in my closet like, you're gonna have years of that for the rest of your life <laughs> yeah um where are we heading with that oh yeah he was my roommate oh and um yeah the av club gave us a nice write-up on that, that thank you ben episode thanks ben cannon um we had a lot of listeners write in with related stories. Um, should we just get into those? Well, or? Yeah, there's one about the cost of the trip. Uh, and CBS Local hmm. had a story um, that the trip to the entire trip to Pluto costs less than the Viking Stadium. <laughs> this is from the Minnesota CBS affiliate. Well, yeah, it's you get to use that stadium like a lot. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was seven hundred twenty million. That stadium's for... going to provide an infrastructure that'll. Well, I heard they're going to the start staging some games on the uh, New Horizons probe. <laughs> so yeah, what a weird comparison, right? To be like football and <laughs> and uh, furthering man's understanding of the universe. Uh, seven hundred twenty million for the probe versus one billion for Viking Stadium. But you know, to be yeah, one billion for a stadium—that's a bit pricey. But it is going to—it's going to pay for itself. Like I it, don't know it generates if it actually revenue. is really never. Yeah, I think the I think with a lot of sporting things, same goes for like the World Cup and the Olympics. They are like, you can't have this thing here unless you agree to put in all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And so they do, and then they end up hugely out of pocket. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Like Boston, just, Boston yeah. just turned down the Olympics for that reason. Yeah, the Olympics are kind of uh, a no win <laughs> on that. They've kind of been seeing that for the last like, couple of times. It's the same as FIFA with the World Cup. Like, it's full of people on the take. Mm-hmm. So they're like, yeah, if you won the Olympics, uh, here's what you're going to need. We're going to need, like, all of the officials and their families to be housed in this kind of environment. And yeah. I think in the London Olympics, they were asking for, I think they were asking for, like, private road lanes the like high speed lanes to get people yeah down the street like this oh, is wow. an olympic lane this needs this needs to happen yeah we need it olympics so this is the lane for like what buses. will people do <laughs> if it's not all fit for the olympics <laughs> you know it's like could they not make it through the city <laughs> without yeah. like what do you do with yeah i was in montreal and uh they have tons of infrastructure they built for their olympics and i don't know what they what use they get out of that giant stadium they then have it becomes like a know. convention center yeah, sometimes they do the they have a casino the that last used World to be... Cup, like that's some why... of the state a lot of the stadiums from that are just empty like that's that. why I think building so... the new Olympic stadium is a bad call right like but I think like if you're gonna make a football stadium and I don't watch football but I mean like I can understand how that does directly help the city yeah because it's like idiots like <laughs> yeah know, they'll pay but, money. but it, it is just crazy that it has to be a thing that the city pays for and not like the team you know that's or at least that they yeah and they're like if you don't it. buy us a new stadium we're gonna take our franchise yeah to somewhere true. else yeah yeah anyway that li- that article came in from justin broad who always sends in a ton of articles thank you for that justin 
um, including one about why flights are taking longer. Did you guys know that uh, air travel is, is taking longer in general? Is it? It is. Well, I've been to- banking on that it would get faster in my lifetime. Um, well, you would hope, I mean, you get to a certain limit, uh, unless you're going to go supersonic and I guess I'm hoping in my lifetime, like by the time I'm like 50, I can go from New York to LA, like in an hour within two hours, like would, something like that. I would Seems hope. possible. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's not because of a, a lack of technology. It's, it's because of actual, um, uh, da, 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 da. I just lost my place in the article. Um, it's because of changes in, in wind patterns and, uh, oh. stronger jet stream winds. Um, there was a new research paper published this week in Nature Climate Change, which examined U.S. Department of Transportation data on 250,000 commercial flights between Honolulu and the West Coast, and they found that climate variability rather than day-to-day weather determines average flight times, and that stronger jet stream winds across the Pacific over the 21st century will on average make round-trip flights slightly longer. I blame global warming, because clearly it's influencing wind patterns, hot wind it is actually yeah. it literally yeah that's probably what's up um so longer flight times mean increased fuel consumption obviously by airliners and the consequent additional input of co2 in the atmosphere can feed back and amplify emerging changes in atmospheric circulation hmm. um so yeah i mean it's a, it's a tiny difference on on like a percentage basis but they did some numbers they ran the numbers on how much additional money and fuel is lost if you add a few extra minutes uh, if you added one extra minute onto each of the 30,000 round-trip U.S. flights that happen every day, it would amount to 300,000 additional air hours per year and a billion additional gallons of jet fuel, which would cost the airline industry $3 billion annually while wow. adding an additional 10 billion kilos of carbon dioxide to our atmosphere. Uh, I just crunched the numbers, by the way, while Andy was reading that. Uh, New York to L.A. is just under 2,500 miles which means to do it in an hour, you need to go at uh, 3.3 times the speed of sound. So, <laughs> like, roughly... Or 3.25. 3. Like, three and a, mark, mark uh, 3.25, roughly. I'm cool. It's I'm not sure unprecedented. It's, uh... <laughs> What's the point where you then pass out? <laughs> Mach 4? Uh, well, Mach 1? Acceleration. Yeah, acceleration is the, what would make you... Probably 1, right? Yeah, it's the G-force that makes you back the blackout. Um, so... And you'd have, the, you know, the boom as you cross the sound barrier, but then... Beyond you don't that, feel that, yeah. I mean, I guess you would. Well, I mean, you would if it's not a stable enough craft, right? Or wouldn't you? I don't know how that works. So basically what's happening is planes are going slower because we're making the air more solid. <laughs> Oliver, with all the things we're pumping in the air, it's making the plane slow down. <laughs> I'm trying to see what is the fastest. Um, I think there are jets that go Mach 3 or Mach 4, aren't they? What, like commercial? No, 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 like, air, um, like uh, uh, fighter jets. Fastest fighter jet. Whoa, it's just a dream, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's, like, gonna... No, yeah, def- they definitely are. <clears throat> um, I mean, what, what would you do if, like, flights got, like, way longer? I already find it such a huge inconvenience. Like, Yeah, what's, what's the shortest distance that you would uh, fly? As in, like, when does it get to the point where, like, if yeah. someone's like, hey, I need you in Vegas, Texas. We, can, we can get you... Uh, I, like, I'll drive to Vegas, no problem. But, yeah, like, but I'm saying if someone offered you a free flight... They said, you got a meeting I'd in still, Vegas. Would I'd you drive or fly? To drive. Me too. Because yeah. I love uh, the no stress. I hop in my car, get to stop off on the side of the road. Yeah, what yeah. If they, I like listening what to What if music. they get the Elon Musk hypertube <laughs> thing going? <laughs> Dude, I'm down for the tube yeah. like, oh, right yeah. away. Oh, yeah. 
Sign me up for the tube. I'm into that. Immediately. I want them to have crazy straw designs. <laughs> What's the basic... Like, you can get the basic one or you can get the fun one. It's like a roller coaster. <laughs> yeah, for a little bit more, you pay the hey, Elon Musk... You don't Musk. have to be mad to tube here. <laughs> you pay some Musk fun bucks and you take the crazy tube. <laughs> How fucking awesome would that be? Um, so Concord's top speed was just over twice the speed of sound. Oh. That's so that's already... Thought. And that's Concord. That's the passenger airline i'm sure the top military aircraft are easily three plus yeah i just yeah. googled some that are that are uh 2.8 or higher they need Let's to see then oh, the number one according to an article on migflug.com can't they fold space yet <laughs> <laughs> destroy the whole earth by folding oh wait six point mach 6.7 is uh, the current fastest manned aircraft according to migflug.com mach 7 yeah, almost Mach 7, yeah, which would be, like, over over 4,000 miles an hour. That's crazy. I mean, I just figure, like, pass out, right? Like, a thing that basically knocks everyone out. No one needs to be awake you don't need during to be a awake flight. To the fl- Thank Stupid. you, yes. So, knocked enough. out, bam, hour, and it's like a decision thing. You go, I want the knockout flight. The hour long. I want the inception. Give me a weird dream. You know they do that with dentistry now in America. They don't. They don't. (laughs) By the way, that's a very American thing. They definitely don't offer that in Britain. What to knock you out? Uh, Like I mean, they do if it's something really serious. No, but this is like a thing. You're saying they don't do it. Basically, that's what they do. Like in America, they offer dentistry where they will like fairly standard. Yeah, those, like, those billboards like, "Are you a huge puss? Like, come to us!" Like, right. Yeah, and they just basically they 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 be they, they be a baracus you. Yeah. <laughs> they just knock you out and you wake up and you're like, "Oh, my teeth are clean!" I, you know, yeah. As if like anesthetizing you know anesthetizing people like doesn't kill like a bunch of people every year. Like it's oh, yeah, like it's one so of the dangerous. more dangerous parts. Isn't that of- why anesthesiologists get paid so much? Is because they have like yeah. the most risk associated with their job? Yeah, I mean, I find that pretty cool. Where it's like you got to like gauge. Person's size and be like, okay, this won't much won't kill him, and that's like just a doctor. Like, yeah, yeah well, also shy of killing you. <laughs> depending on the kind of that's what, yeah, your doctor takes you to the edge shy of, of killing you. <laughs> well, also depending on the type of anesthetic you're getting, a lot of them in the process of knocking you out also stop the automatic motor functions. Oh, well. that's one of the problems. So, like, so you it stops you from being conscious, but it also stops you from knowing to breathe. Oh, wow. so oh, that, oh if you cross a line, it gets... then you need. That's why. Yeah, that's what a that's good anesthetist would like. A good any 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 competent <laughs> professional anesthetist. <laughs> yeah. You get one of the good ones. Yeah. They'll they'll remember to do the breathing for you. <laughs> you could go to Joe's anesthetist. Yeah. Okay, that if you want to spend an extra two grand, I mean, yeah, you want to keep breathing. You want to this fancy anesthetologist. All right, well, <laughs> why is it so hard to pronounce? So thank you, Justin. And by the way, other people can send in stories if they want by visiting probablyscience.com, by emailing probablyscience at gmail.com or tweeting at probablyscience. Um, and our, our site, you can also click on the donate button, which many listeners do and we greatly appreciate. Uh, people have set up monthly donations, recurring ones, including Paul Freeland, Murphy Shane, Lynn Fortman, Michael Crawfee, Caroline Laco, Lindsay Iserman. Also, all and Justin, set up, um, Justin as well. His and Justin monthly has a monthly donation. Okay, there some really generous monthly donations, people. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's awesome. And some one-offs. Um, Heather McCann sent us a very generous donation. Thank you, Heather. And then there was a oh, there was a, a donation from Robert Howley who donates every time we have a science guest. Thanks, Robert. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, so fuck you, Hampton. I for have being... no accreditation. <laughs> 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 You're losing us money I like a biking stadium here. Flunked out of college. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh yeah, we didn't. Well, I guess we already had you on a long time ago, yeah, so yeah, we yeah, probably sure covered your science pedigree then. But <laughs> are you an enthusiast? I'm an enthusiast of knowledge, you know, of learning and understanding the world. Like understanding the world. Uh, I just saw. I just saw Ant Man. Uh, <laughs> That's such a lie. Yeah, like, science. Yeah, I'm into. He shrinks him down. He shrinks the science yeah, of dude. shrinking people. I saw Ant Man. I'm into knowing about the microverse. But, see, that's, <laughs> the quantum realm. Yeah, the quant. That was like that was some bullshit. Dude, that's fucking awesome. They're basically that's like how they're gonna tap in magic into the Marvel movies. Is by the quantum realm. The quantum realm. That's what like Doctor Strange is gonna be tapping into for oh, the okay. Benedict Cumberbatch one. See, I read. <laughs> see, <laughs> just comic books. Here's the shit that bugs me like i i talked about this on on comedy film nerds earlier today uh i I don't mean to be too analytical in movies but like when they set up the rules in their own universe to stick to their own rules because from what i understand his power comes from the fact that he's shrunk down but he still weighs the same so he's he's super dense and that's why he packs all this yeah that's why evangeline lily was like you pack the power of a bullet because he's like 200 pounds in this thing the size of an ant it kind of took me a while to figure that yeah. But no, but they don't stick to that because like he climbs up on Michael Pena's shoulder and he doesn't yeah, notice. Like, like he should be like when he jumps ground. onto the tip of the person's gun. Wouldn't that like barrel it down? Yes. Yeah, like and shit how can like he, that. How can he get lifted up by it's, an ant, like ants? He dude. flies on the back of a flying ant, but he weighs two hundred pounds. It's a right? Con- I mean, come like, on, come on. Okay, I know. stuff in movies doesn't make you can't. But know. like we've had guests on Sean Carroll, who works, uh, who's a cosmologist at Caltech. He's been consulted on things like the last Thor movie, which was sort of related to dark matter. Yeah. Dark energy, which sure. is his specialty. <laughs> so they brought him in on that. And also, like, they bring in consultants just to help movies con- yeah. conform just, to their own internal rules. You just rules. don't want to say something incredibly dumb. You right. know what I mean? Like, you can't be talking about mass and volume and a dark matter with just, like, an idiot's yeah. education. But at the same time, it's like you also have to, like, try and make a movie for middle America. Yeah. Yes, so but there, there's like, a way to do both. And there's a way to yeah. set up. You, you can just set up rules in your fake world, but then you just have to stick to them well, once you set them up. this like, clumsy mistake. I've talked about this. One thing that really annoyed me in a there's a Dan Brown book, Angel, I think it's Angels and Demons. Yeah, you've talked about. This. Yeah, I've talked about this before, where he goes Dan like, Brown. "There's an I know, but there's an antimatter bomb, and it has the scientists going <laughs> like, every particle has its antiparticle for the proton. There's the electron, and you go, well, no, that's that's, yeah, that's wrong. A charge. Those are both those are both that's real part. They both yeah. exist in the, in the matter world. <laughs> like that's just like." That's school school kid <laughs> yeah, physics. It's pretty simple. <laughs> but he's Dan and, Brown, and the, so I mean, you know. Yeah, like, but just I anyone, mean, it, anyone that's reading could have just gone, nah, it's just change that of, word. And then just that great word. intellect that's like, oh, Da Vinci put all these clues behind all this stuff. And you go, well, no, he didn't. <laughs> like, <laughs> they it's asked, just they that asked quick. Dan Brown for a comment on this, and he said, <laughs> That's, that's from Dan Brown. That was from an interview uh, in, in uh, 2003. It's weird with all his money from his books that he still takes boat tours. Yeah, he likes to, you know, he keeps it real. It's, uh, <laughs> Does, you don't project. have to be crazy to write about <laughs> Catholic conspiracies, yeah. but it helps. <laughs> it's not a beer belly, it's a fuel tank for a sex machine. <laughs> God, and his laugh. Oh, God. Okay. Um, yeah, there was definitely kind of weird parts also with Ant-Man where I'm like, okay, so he shrinks down to this kind of size that they've mapped out like this is as small as he can go and then there's just like a whole chasm of other like he can then go to like atom size so it's like he can either be an ant or he can be like like beyond (laughs) scope (laughs) yeah and then uh, the fact that no one ever thought well i guess i'll give away the ending if i say what well they have those discs it's what am i I? (laughs) 
<laughs> they got those fucking discs. Those fucking those hey, discs but listen, trump everything. I, I, I was very happy. And I, I thought Pena was very funny, and I can't wait I loved, for the next one. You I know, lo- we just passed on board. Past uh, probably science guest Johnny Pemberton the makes an appearance is in it. Switching directors mid movie, you're just like it's then like just is that what happened? In the they movie? lost Edgar Wright, who only makes good comedy oh, movies, yeah. and basically like when they lost, like you know, he's very much a hands on. Every part of the process is like he directs funny. He knows how to sell a scene with a a fast-paced comedic sensibility yeah. that moves really fast. He's not just like, set the camera up, let these guys just riff, do whatever. Like He's like, move, move, move. Yeah. And uh, when you kind of lose that, and he just laid like the bare bones for the script, it's like you're just trying to hold on to make a B, B-minus movie right. at that it point, was which is kind of what they did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it was cool. Johnny Pemberton, past guest, was oh, in yeah, it for a dude. second. And Neil Hamburger. DC Craig- Pearson was in Thor. That's uh, right, yeah. Everyone's popping in. We're fucking losers. <laughs> did, you, did you recognize Neil Hamburger out of character? Greg Turkington was the boss in Baskin Robbins in Ant- Ant-Man? Uh, yeah, yeah. That's, that was, yeah, it was so cool. <laughs> that was awesome. I forgot about the, the Baskin Robbins earlier. Yeah. Um, Matt, do you have a story for us? Uh, yeah. Um, well, there's two possibilities. I might do another one quickly that Justin Braw sent in because it's kind of we're still on the space theme, and then we'll move on to other stuff. But colonizing the moon could be a lot cheaper than we thought. Um, NASA, a new NASA commission study has found we can now afford to set up a permanent base on the moon by mining for lunar resources and partnering with private companies. Hmm. Bringing humans to the moon could cost ninety percent less than expected. Bringing estimated costs down from a hundred billion to a mere ten billion. <laughs> Wait for like one person, or uh, like how does that? Bringing work? humans in general to colonize to oh to uh, just set up the set bare up bones base. Yeah. space. Yeah. They'd have to take advantage of private and international partnerships, maybe with the European Space Agency, which apparently wants to build a town on the moon. Uh, and possibly with the city of Minnesota, which wants a really elaborate stadium up there for <laughs> yeah. some reason. Like, <laughs> the city of Minnesota? Did I just say the city of Minnesota? Oh God, uh, Minneapolis. <laughs> So new estimate. Get some comments. <laughs> I was born <laughs> there. I was fucking born there. I didn't. Yeah. Um, well, that could be kind of cool if they colonize the moon. Yeah. So they need various commercial partners like Boeing, SpaceX. Um, <laughs> SpaceX didn't their fucking flight blow up? Well, it didn't land well, cleanly. That's what they were. It was still I don't trust cool. anything that puts X in the fucking title. <laughs> XFL, SpaceX. Like this is like. Take your shit seriously, please. Yeah, yeah. Could you, like, please just do something like the... Uh... Oh, that's just because Space is one to nine. Didn't work. <laughs> yeah, man. Wolverine isn't Weapon X. He's Weapon 10. <laughs> Did I ever tell you guys I had season tickets to the XFL's only season? Shit, dude. That's awesome. <laughs> the San Francisco The Demons. only football league played by ex-prisoners and college kids. And the, the, cheerleaders, the cheerleaders crazy. are all strippers. Yeah, The man. cheerleaders are all strippers at like the high-end strip club in San Francisco. It was amazing. It was so... My buddies and I were like, well, it's great. Like, you can look at the deal we'll get on these uh, season yeah, passes yeah. to the San Francisco like, The NFL doesn't let you touch the players. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, in the XFL, you can follow the other player home and murder his kids. <laughs> That's a point. <laughs> Like no everything. rules. It just has. Uh, it just has the fuck. What's the if, name? If what's three the audience fucking... members agree, you get to play. Yeah. <laughs> what's the McMahon? Vince McMahon just on the sidelines, just that's... deciding as the game happens what's a point and what's not. Sure, that's a point. That's a point. Yeah. Shake them titties. That's a point. Yeah. <laughs> this is football. Damn it. So it was Vince McMahon from the wrestling. I think he kind of had well, a, the wrestling. A WWF started this league. Ownership. Oh, it was yeah. a pro wrestling yeah, was football like, league. We're gonna bring the balls back to full contact <laughs> yeah. wrestling outside then, football, which already we went to one incredible. game, but and then the rest of the tickets just sat on our shelves. You know and never. Gene Simmons have a kiss themed football 
Oh yeah, yeah I, think, I think the, the Vegas one was Kiss themed. Is that still go? But like, I, I think yeah, he has still, a full league. Is yeah, that still, still going? Was that still different. Paul Stanley and uh, Gene Simmons still own the Kiss, the Kiss <laughs> team. There's a Kiss team. That's that's really rock and roll when you own your own football team and just call it <laughs> <laughs> Aerosmith football team. <laughs> yeah, Hampton the team. I mean, I don't know what Kiss. It was 2001 that it started and stopped. The XFL. Vince McMahon started it, and he even he, he conceded. Basically, conceded, indoor football, right? Yeah, I mean, it was. They still played it in. Um, I think they played it in G- where where the San Francisco Giants. Um, play in in San Francisco. Yeah, it's for like all like minor league football players if you can imagine like in baseball there's minor league and then like prisoners. Yeah. <laughs> and like scum, you know. <laughs> they had the names were maniacs with an x, rage, extreme it's just spelled x t r e m e, demons, uh enforcers, Dude. hitmen, outlaws and the Birmingham Blast. And do you still what get a personal was- thanks on the website? <laughs> Do I still what? Get a personal thanks oh, yeah, to thanks. for buying Our only ticket. two season ticket holders. <laughs> One team was just a can of Monster Energy. <laughs> <laughs> you had to play a, a soda. <laughs> the Orlando Rage and the Chicago Enforcers. Uh, These sound like, you know, Axe Body Spray types. Oh, totally. <laughs> yeah. Less than football teams. The Rage. Oh, who are we fighting against? Well, Rage is going against the Typhoon. <laughs> Against the Marauders, <laughs> against butt fuck murder town. Yeah. It's like we're just called the Bears. Yeah, against we're the Miami called... Syphilis. <laughs> like, why? Why is it? Um, the insane clown pussy. <laughs> so colonizing the moon, ninety percent cheaper than we thought. Possibly ten billion instead of a hundred billion. Most things get cheaper with time. Like I kind of assumed colonizing yeah. the moon would get. Cheaper but here's the main reason why the cost expensive. can come right down. Um, mining fuel from the lunar surface can yeah. make it, going back to the moon, economically viable. Firstly, data from the lunar crater observation and sensing satellite thinks water ice could be plentiful on the moon, especially near the poles. Cause that, and that's important because water can be broken down into hydrogen propellant for rockets and also oxygen for humans to breathe. Yeah. Um, so setting up a lunar industrial base that mines water from... Uh, that process in hydrogen sends the hydrogen into orbit around the moon so that spacecraft on their way to Mars or elsewhere in the solar system can stop by to get a fuel boost. That's what I thought would be the best part, right? Because moon has no atmosphere, so you can just wait for a calculated launch and it's like saving tons of energy. So that shaves off 10 billion a year in the cost of getting to to Mars. Mm -hmm. Um, The base in this report estimates that it would house four astronauts and within 12 years of the initial landing, provide 200 megatons of propellant at a total cost of $40 billion. They're going to have to do it eventually. I mean, if they want to really do, like, you know, space travel. Yeah, yeah. Mars I mean, it's just, it's always I mean, going to be... to colonize the moon in, in that low-level sense of setting up a base there. Like, it's never going to be that much cheaper per weight to get things off of Earth, you know? Oh. Like, it's always going to require you to have a ton of rocket fuel to get you know so you have to find a way it's it's it becomes cost prohibitive to try to bring anything up there you have to also, find ways doesn't to doesn't america basically own the motherfucker i, I mean, believe america- we got a flag up there <laughs> oh my god your your moon conspiracy joke is still my favorite thing i've ever heard on the topic i hate to make you do a bit but i can't can- either believe, uh oh just like yeah if you're gonna if people believe in conspiracy theories you have right? to like out conspiracy, yeah, out conspiracy them. theory yeah. them so somebody's like uh uh Oh, look at the photos of the moon landing. See that shit? There's no, uh, there's 
no oxygen on the moon. Why is that flag waving? It's like, you got to be like, oh, you believe in the moon? <laughs> what a fucking child. <laughs> I haven't done that so long. That's what really trying to strain. What's that like to have new material? Uh, jealous. Uh, <laughs> really hard right now. Because it's like all, all that's relevant is talking about shootings. <laughs> God, seriously. Like, it's the only I, thing that's relevant. Like I can't uh, go up and talk about spoons and junk drawers and it really feels <laughs> light like bulbs i don't want to blame current events for my lack of hard work on writing but like there isn't that much that like i, I, I just find that funny recently. i decided to wade into it to just go all right just say everything that you think yeah 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 it's like the other ways you just go i don't want to do it or like the shit that really gets me going that i want to talk about the most is also the stuff that like isn't isn't towing the line when mm. it comes to uh I don't like no, no, no. It, um, like the the way that everybody is so into grandstanding online mm-hmm. and into like showing how like yeah. just everyone white knighting everybody like it's very apparent so... online and it's harder to actually do it in your yeah you know what I mean like in your life and your stand up like is it just for online you know is it just for affectation yeah it's hard to really like discern but then it just that's so much of the discourse online these days is just like hey man if we didn't have uh armchair <laughs> liberals we wouldn't have any liberals <laughs> we wouldn't have people on our side if we didn't have the millennials saw a jezebel article about how air conditioning is the patriarchy <laughs> like not even kidding air conditioning in workplaces is the patriarchy in effect because women are colder than men hey hey you know something that men are doing that, that could have a solution what are they what? doing they're taking they're taking their, their man penises uh-huh. and <laughs> urinating on kind. public walls. Oh, man. Men and their man penises. Yeah, and... Uh, what are the, we going to do with the them? The Hamburg uh, neighborhood of St. Pauli, um, which is where all the nightlife is and the red light and entertainment districts, uh, can get a little bit whiffy. Hmm. So they've come up with a solution. Using science, <laughs> Thomas Hatfield sent in this story, they found an anti-urination paint... Uh, that's extremely hydrophobic, extremely liquid resistant, so that people pissing on the wall will see their stream bounce straight back at them. Straight back at them? Like into my pee hole? (laughs) (laughs) That would be fucking witchcraft, man. Since this article came out, actually, they already deployed this in San Francisco. Public pissing? Like, can you guys really give me a solid reason why it's not okay to do it? I'm not wasting water. I mean, maybe it smells a little bit, but, like, it's usually, in, you know, a place where it's used is mostly water, right? I mean, like... Yeah, dude. It's like it rains outside. Think of all the animal pee that's in town. Do you really need to spray paint your city with this weird... I mean, I I get... It's such a party town or some shit. Like, you got bigger problems to deal with. I can kind of understand that, like... Maybe extremely hydrophobic inside ships. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking assholes! In the article about the SF um, deployment of it, they have a little vine, a little six-second video, and sprays it with a water bottle, and it kind of goes everywhere. So, peers beware! And it doesn't even look like um, just like it'll just surprise start happening. you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I stayed. By the way, I stayed in his like four in the morning after just after go parties. The <laughs> no, no, there was I, there was somebody who was zipping up after he had just peed in the street. I'm like, all right, that's all right, savage. Buddy. But I mean, I was only paying thirty bucks a night, so <laughs> pee in my mouth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't you have any. Stop answering the door when I hear that noise. Circulation, super humid. I was staying in like a glorified bunk bed. No one else below, You're but like prison. a loft. Just yes. admit, Canadian dollar now stronger than the American dollar. 
No, 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 no. We still we can buy uh, like a buck thirty Canadian. <laughs> no, there was a time when they were above <laughs> I feel us. the money evaporating in my pocket. Yeah. That's messed up. Canada, you know, you have change that's worth. Uh, their 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 biggest coin is worth. Got rid of notes for anything below five pounds. It's crazy because you can just drop. You can coins can fall out of your pocket. You don't want no, a two dollar coin. Yeah, it's just too really. many coins that are heavy. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, that's the big problem, really. But it's, but then you end up with these ridiculously valueless bits of paper, like a dollar bill, which costs, I think, costs Guys, more. Money to make is than an illusion. Worth. No, 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 no. There's no way it costs more than a dollar to make. Actually, How no, could that's that, got to be bullshit. Would, I'm going to back yeah, down from this. A penny, right? a penny costs. Yeah. A penny's worth more than that's it's worth. That's what they're worth. saying. Yeah, it's so like the copper metal. and a penny is it's worth real. More. It's real. Yeah, a lot of countries have got rid of their pennies and. And if you melted down pennies and sold the copper, you we would be making money. We've got to these plastic paper things that they do, right? We've got to start doing that. We've got to start making... Don't you see, like, in Canada, that's, like... The oh, how the, the money. paper money has, like, clear It's windows. definitely not, like, just paper, you know, pulp. Yeah. Well, um, ours isn't either. Ours isn't <laughs> yeah, ours is ours, pulp. No, no, ours, <laughs> That'd ours be so is, funny. Ours is a mixture of... Um, it's, like, cotton and... Uh, one second. <laughs> what is a dollar bill made of? Um, it's... Dreams. Uh, a little bit of the American street. 75% cotton, 25% linen. How much of Babe Ruth's baseball is in the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> baseball mitt is in the is in an American dollar? Every dollar is required by law to have two parts of Babe Ruth mitt many, and some of Kiss's real blood. Yeah. How many of uh, George Washington's actual teeth is in an American <laughs> uh, What else do we want to talk about this week, guys? Uh do you want to talk about semen? I mean, you guys had no opinions about this public pissing. <laughs> no, I, I, I think uh, it's, I think it's hilarious. Like, I think I, I just want to see the first time that somebody. I hope they have set, I set up human shit places. Now that's a problem. <laughs> like you know, human resistant sidewalks. Yeah, and then like people will let their dog shit outside, and it'll be like a human sized shit. There's just human <laughs> fucking shit everywhere. But if you're walking your man, you're I always say, man. if you're walking your man, you've got to pick up after him. <laughs> yeah. That, that oh, crazy... did you have a lot of Chipotle? Oh, he's, he's feeling really, <laughs> he's feeling really low right now. Why he's got to squat. Why can't we even restore enough dignity to the homeless that they can at least have their own little baggies, you know? To... <laughs> or just public restrooms. Or public like, restrooms. Something yeah. that's not like <laughs> that water-based. Probably, probably better. <laughs> yeah, like, can't we give them, restore their dignity you know. and staple a plastic bag to their <laughs> yes, anus? <laughs> yes, thank you. You get it. You get but it. Give them a little pride. Something to take home. They've had it hard for too long. Just give them some poo bags. <laughs> Kitty. Um, have you guys heard about the, the the kale bacon? Bacon kale? No, I would love to try some. This has been everywhere, I guess, so we're covering something a little late to the game. But uh, it's the first time hearing about it. This was sent in by... Um, Morgan Perrine, friend of the show. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Morgan. Uh, so there is a, is a, there's now nutrient-rich algae that tastes just like bacon... And this article says, because science, fuck you forever, that I'm done with that construct. Because science. Guys, these brainiacs are going a mile a minute. We can't keep up. Yeah. <laughs> um, as far as to just describe it. So scientists at Oregon State University have developed an algae that reportedly tastes like pork belly. Portland affiliate KPTV reported that um, researchers at OHSU's Hatfield Marine Science Center have worked with colleagues to create a strain of a red algae called dulse that has, quote, a pretty strong bacon flavor when it's fried. But instead of the artery-clogging cholesterol that comes with eating crispy pork fat, dulse... Is it dulse? Dulce? I don't know. Dulse has nearly twice the nutritional value of kale. Which... I keep seeing that in articles about this stuff, and it doesn't really say what that... 
twice the nutritional value. What does that mean? How do you measure? What is that? What is? Oh, yeah, it has three nutritional values as opposed to one and a half in normal kale. <laughs> All the different ways it breaks down. Yeah, but you I know what know. counts as nutritional quantify, value, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because the benefits of value, yeah, units. the benefits of like say carrots don't also translate to kale. Like that's they do different things. So it's just and also not always. It's also not like that, if you've got a certain amount of vitamin C in a product, having twice as much isn't necessarily twice as good either. I'm also that's never really impressed when they bacon flavor stuff because it's really. That's not a yeah. hard flavor. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. it's a salty kind of meat thing, and you're applying it to an algae, which I imagine you can program almost by like to genetically flavor it a certain way. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, that, if you want like something, like make it taste like a full course meal. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like when Willy, like Wonka Willy Wonka had that yes. gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like then I'd be kind of impressed. But when you're like, it tastes it's turkey that tastes like chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like, well, you did a bad thing yeah. to its DNA, and now it tastes like this one it's other thing. Oh, you, not like... you can order some of it online here. Here we go. Glad. Oh, really? Do you want to guess how much it is a pound? Well, it has three nutritional values more. Yeah. Right. So it's probably, I'm going to guess uh, 10 bucks a pound. Uh, I'm going to guess more. 15. 15. And I don't know what? what it is then. Of this? Of dulce. <laughs> dulce. And you would just put it on top of things. It's not like a meal. Yes. It says dulce is a favorite because it can be eaten straight from the bag. It can also be cooked with vegetables. Fancy bacon. How much would you pay for that? What if you were told it was like low cured bacon? I don't know. It's magic. No, it wouldn't go over 10 bucks a pound for bacon, I think. Belly is it's the same thing. Mm, if you cure pork belly, it creates bacon, right? Because pork belly is now this thing that everybody cheap cut of meat. Hmm. Like all kinds of high end places have pork well, kale belly. Kale used to be just because it's easy to grow in your yard. Is kind of we're going to be on the moon off. eating pork belly and kale <laughs> <laughs> every now and then. Like what we kind of view as acceptable foods and stuff. You know, like there's kind of a it won't. It's not even that special. Like I heard a piece on um, KCRW about it, and they were asking why it's just one of any number of yeah. equally nutritional greens. Yep, but it just is easy to grow in flavor. But it really is like a very occasional thing. Like as far yeah. as a side salad or, or salad or something like that, you can, you can do kill every day. <laughs> you can do kill every day. Do you daily kill. Crazy. Hey, do we want to do we want a semen story that I we can do better than that? <laughs> <laughs> I think we've probably made that joke before. <laughs> I think this is, this is <laughs> That's even... why there was a laugh of like yeah okay I'm done. <laughs> i was like nah still funny um so uh i think this is a legitimate is science fruit story <laughs> this is a real science story it's um in many animals seminal fluid alters both the bodies and sometimes even behave don't um, it always though boys right, right come on right, right, right. so yeah there's more to the semen than just the sperm human semen too triggers the changes in the uterus and might have wider effects on women aimed at just one goal university of adelaide in australia i'm kind of confused what it so the effects of most and be less receptive to other males so the fluid the, so the stuff in the semen that isn't just males that are receiving it to the benefit of the, to the benefit. Ge- genes of the male because yeah. then she gets uh, more is yeah making is more Providing more nutrients for the offspring, or or that, okay, okay. I have bananas at home that are just being bukkake <laughs> yeah, as we I, speak. Like, just so worried where these. It's like a lot of animals, right? Like a lot of yeah, animals yes, have it, kind of a sexual programming that they're a team led by Tracy Chapman at the University of East Anglia wait, in Norwich. Yeah, the Tracy up. Chapman actively <laughs> alter the chemical makeup of their seminal fluid. That's the patriarchy. <laughs> that is. That's, just, 
It came as a real surprise. It's a sophisticated response to the social and sexual situation. These proteins is a master regulator of genes. Females exposed to it show a wide range of genes. I wonder if there is any... I mean, I've heard stuff, but it's like, I I don't want to like... Because it sounds sexual kind of... uh programming or something like after yeah i've heard it, of, like we found through like evolution that basically a um rape, a human baby will die on its own so it kind of well, needs- but interestingly we i'm not trying to shoot down yeah. don sort sort of doesn't believe that uh it, that father that specific father of a child to be tied to it or anything that uh that village um, so this is oh but, interesting. Yeah. I see what you mean. So that's kind of an out it child. Well, his it's theory a community is always. that that because of agriculture that brought about being a hunter gatherer. You own land. You own things that you wanted to pass on to children. Then you started caring whose children were yours, and mm-hmm. that's when humped everybody else. They all had kids. They all raised the kids together. They hunted and gathered for the whole benefit of the tribe. That's a good. Of would be just weird questions where it's like, well, what if like you know. You reinforce end of uh, coming and all that sort of thing, <laughs> and it's like you know. Then it kind of rewards a bit of a family of addicts. Then a child maybe is born with a predilection towards addiction. Uh, on the, you may pass on the tendency to be monogamous or something. Sure. Yeah, in a sense, like uh, if that. Yeah, you feel like it is. Uh, I should, <laughs> like I care. Understand the repercussions of sex, all these sort of things. Nah. Anyway, making women sleepy after sex to strengthening the emotional bond with their partner. I've also heard it's antidepressant. A survey of 300 students uh, found that women whose partners did not use condoms st- scored low. Yes. I'm a little suspicious. I think it's kind of that. crazy, but it sounds like one of those things that lines up with that yeah. same sort of. It says if that effect is real, depression in some people might be treatable with artificial semen suppository study. Says a PhD student of his has replicated the finding in a survey of a thousand women. Uh, More likely thing that w- w- if you have sex, you feel confident, so you don't feel as depressed. Well, it's, they said they said not using condoms lowered your depression. Yeah, but that the thing that makes me suspicious about a little more likely to not be using condoms. Yeah, oh, so I don't know how they control that. Like, they control? I, my body. Feels, it's so funny because it like really. Get, is so close to like misogyny yeah. <laughs> for people. <laughs> Does it erase depression? <laughs> You're like, no, I dude. Tell you somebody, they like, hey, do you feel any different? You look down at her, she's got sunglasses on. <laughs> like, whoa! <laughs> That's, I uh, think it's so funny. You, yeah, you could totally see broy dudes, but like, I'll tell you one. Joking to someone else's right? voice. Someone else's voice. I was removed. Agency from yes, sex it's, feels um, good. It may, it's feel less depressed. But then that wouldn't that wouldn't explain why the condoms make you not. Because if a dude, tra- what person would be, <laughs> what girl wouldn't be overjoyed? Because it's basically like that dude loves. What what's the demographic we lost today? Is it just women <laughs> as listeners, or uh... Uh, we've probably lost some uh, boat pilots? Some boat pilots. Yeah. Oh, what if he's listening? He, he had fun. That's what matters. He, he kept he kept the conversation moving. There was never a silent moment to it. <laughs> really, just let you enjoy. Yeah. The yeah, nature of just it. Just like... I mean, uh, you're, not, you're slightly not interested. Mixing up lyrics to songs that don't exist. He was like, Splish Splash, I was having a bath. It was a summer of 69. What talking about? They said... <laughs> it's so frightening because it's like... I, I'm going to... He I've wants met. to see the footage when I put it up. And like all I want to do is make a supercut of just his awful jokes and none of the... The intercom. Into the bullhorn. Is yeah. really like... It's next level. <laughs> it's next level. 
Oh, God. Again, Montreal jet boating. Enjoy it. You're all accompanying me on my slow descent into madness. <laughs> was he was he the one actually driving the thing as well? Or was no, he, he wasn't driving it. And I'm someone, sure the, else was, someone else was I'm piloting sure the pilot and pilot is the most sick of his shenanigans of anybody. <laughs> Unless he's like, he's like the one person who really enjoys it. Oh yeah, like he's got one biggest the fan. Like he's they like just the, the sidekick to the office clown. Right, right. There was a really charming, like former American military dude. He's probably in his seventies who gave the uh, safety speech beforehand, mm. and he knows French, but he speaks it in American accent. He's like Je vous Dre telephone Voulez-vous avec moi? But he was charming and funny and less, a little less hacky. He's charming. Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like we should go out on a high note because I don't know if you guys know this. We, we have a great milestone to celebrate as a fucking species. Something unprecedented and good has happened. Um, and it's partly Bill Gates and Melinda Gates is doing. No way. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. The world's, in the, story. the world's first malaria vaccination has been approved. Oh, my God. That's great. Yeah. It's incredible. Uh, European regulators gave muscarix, muscarix, the green light to be used on babies at the risk, uh, at risk of the mosquito-borne disease in Africa. Um, yes. The shot is, is called... Uh, sorry. Go ahead. No. Yeah. This is, this is GlaxoSmithKline and in partnership with the Path Malaria Vaccine Initiative, which is partly funded. And it uh, would be the first licensed human vaccine against a parasitic disease. Yeah, it kills almost 600,000 people a year. It did in 2013, and the vast majority of those were in sub-Saharan Africa. Also, unlike many vaccines for diseases that are being developed, like this is one that, if you live in one at some point in well, your life... It also is greatly affecting like the children, mostly. Like, it said 80% you know, of the deaths are... ...of a workforce, uh, like scientists, people like who can just make your society go forward... So uh, Sub-Saharan Africa. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm. Th- I, I, I shouldn't quote this, but I saw Jimmy and. Uh, <laughs> What's the joke? <laughs> it's gonna be on the line. Really bad. Yeah. Um, go. We could save millions of mosquitoes from getting AIDS. <laughs> Jimmy you know, Carter, that's uh, the high note, ladies yes. and gentlemen. Uh, you know what's funny is like that joke. Totally fine. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, it's I a good quoted a Jimmy Carp. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, this is an amazing breakthrough, and it's gonna save. Hundreds of thousands of lives. Um, so, okay. So it's the Bill and Melinda. Uh, what is it? Uh, Gates. What's the foundation name? But Mike, he's like, oh, the Bill and Melinda Foundation. Oh, I forgot about Lady Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, see, worse, mm-hmm. way worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> to develop an effective malaria vaccine. They've been working on this for thirty years. Hopes that the shot will be sorry, two thousand and eleven, two thousand and twelve show that it only reduced episodes of malaria in babies aged in children aged 5 to 17 months. Uh, EMA's recommendation is that the shot should be never months. Yeah. I uh, imagine it's because malaria uh, changes, right? Like, treat children as early as possible is what they're basically going for. And even then, the percentage isn't, like, itself kind of evolves. Yeah, and there, I mean, and there are other things that people can be doing, like mosquitoes... Um, environment preferred environments to sort of stack does it cancel out my joke if i say that i have <laughs> donated money for mosquito nets i, I, I actually yes. have uh did you do it preemptively because you knew you were i, I, I was getting ready for this joke and i was like i got 
um, around the holidays to suggest uh, charities that people donate to. And there's a, there's yeah. a site that like do the actual thing, and like one of the one of the most effective ones is this one that that sends out mosquito nets. Any uh, listeners can donate to this cause. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's been a long time coming. I mean, towards all the money's been kind of yeah. going that way. Yeah, and it does, because it affects first, so many people. First facts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, even a 27% reduction in effectiveness with the babies. In infants. It's still a lot of life. <laughs> Do you guys listen? <laughs> Lady uh, Hampton, mm-hmm. where can I... Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. It's probably the easiest way to just stay current with it, you know, if I'm doing something. So, at Hampton Yunt. Nice. And I have uh, two albums out there. You can... Find them on iTunes uh, or uh, on my website, HamptonYunt.com. That's Sweet. Y-O-U-N-T. Y-O-U-N-T. Um, and uh, you can find out more about us at ProbablyScience.com. That is where we post all of the stories and links to the stories. Uh, we're also on Twitter at ProbablyScience, and we're individually on Twitter at, at Matt Kirshen and at Andy T. Wood. Come to see us at the LA Podcast Festival. Yes. Or get the live stream if you are not going to be anywhere near LA at that time and use the offer code SCIENCE to get a discount. Um, also listen to Jesse versus Cancer. Yeah, I listened to this week's episode and it's he had awesome. some pretty good news. Uh, it seems as though uh, he is passing some normal stools, which yeah. indicates that the tumors Simpsons are, are shrinking. Yeah. Wow. That's so, awesome. Yeah. And also the show is just, it's, it's Jesse it's and it's hilarious. incredible and it's hilarious and it's really interesting. He has a very good rant on the most recent episode about people coming up with their bullshit cures and oh yeah 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 and sharing them with trying some, to... someone who has cancer and there's a big here's something you might want to avoid doing uh with a probably science.com also if you're buying anything on amazon we have an amazon link there it costs why not set your bookmark on your computer to that then you will never have to remember it. Um, the other thing you can do to help us out if you're not able to donate is to spread the word. If you know someone who is a podcast listener but isn't aware of us yet and you think they might like us, let them know. Um, come Run and outside, s- shout it in the yes. streets. Yeah. <laughs> I oh. love probably science. <laughs> <laughs> come and see me at Rooster Tea Feathers in the second week of September. Oh, and also, might as well just put this out here. Uh, Annie's going to Burning Man this year. Ooh. I actually have this week, f- that week free. Uh, but I don't have a ticket right now. If you know of anyone selling a ticket to Burning Man, get That's in touch. That's not a bad idea. I think Jordan Morris went because a listener gave him a ticket. Yeah, yeah I will pay. I will pay money. Uh, but yeah, if you happen to know, if you or a friend of yours happens to have a ticket that they're trying to get rid of, let us know. I didn't even know there were tickets. I thought you just walked oh, into the desert. Oh, it's four hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and all that pays rip. for is porta potties. Rip off. <laughs> you- Go, go, report it. <laughs> report the truth. Um, also, yeah, we met. I, I met up with some listeners when I was there. So if you are going, also tweet at us or email us, and we'll exchange info on like w- locations of camps to to rendezvous down there. Um, but yeah, that's that's all. Thank you so much, Hampton. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. And spread the word. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye bye.